The topic is Christian service. But under this main topic, the subtopic that I'm t- teaching this morning is on holiness and righteousness. Let's say it together. Holiness and righteousness. Someone asked me, what is holiness? Holiness is a process of confronting the demons within. Overcoming them in order to enjoy the presence of God. Overcoming those demons of hatred, envy, jealousy. We are going to see all those things as we go into the Bible today. As we go into the scriptures, we are going to see those things that easily beset us as believers. Those things which we ought to do away with, which we have to work at, which we have to overcome in order to enjoy a life of holiness with God. Because God said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And God dwelleth in the body of his children. So the measure of the presence of God in your life is a measure of your holiness and righteousness, which is right standing with God. Our right standing with God is obtained in our salvation through the blood of Jesus. Without him, we cannot claim to be righteous. The world, the people of the world may claim to be, to have integrity, to be honest, but it's all flesh. Only the spirit of God through our salvation experience can make us righteous. Amen. Amen. Righteousness is by grace. Say it. For none can be righteous except Jesus Christ himself. And none can be holy except God who dwells in the holiest of holies. And you cannot approach God. You cannot go into his presence without your holiness. This morning we are going to check what is our role. What do we need to do in order to become, become holy? Is this holiness a thing that we have to aspire to achieve? Or is it a prayer point that we have to pray to God? No. Holiness is a process that we have to work at by ourselves. But first of all, let's look at the attributes of God himself who dwelleth in the holiest of holy, holiest of holy. Let's turn to the book of Leviticus 11. Verse, verse 44 and 45. We are going to be reading a lot of scriptures as we are going through a process of holiness. And we have to confront the demons that can hinder our journey to holiness with God. Lest I forget, righteousness is the Maintenance of behavior. Maintaining behavior that is consistent with the holy standard of God. So at every time, we must check ourselves since we have the Holy Spirit to correct us, to lead us, to guide us in the right path. 
And we have the word of God. Because the Bible says the word of God is a lamp to my feet. The word we dwell in is a word of darkness in which everybody sets their own standard. But God has only one standard, and that standard is holiness, which cannot be compromised, it cannot be negotiated, it cannot be bought. We can only walk at our salvation with fear and trembling. After being saved, we have the sole responsibility that cannot be our source to work out our holiness with God. Amen? Amen? You cannot pay anyone to fast for you. You cannot pay anyone to pray for you, to be holy. You cannot pay anyone to anoint you to be holy. Because why? Having been born again and having been filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has been given to you as a guide. So we have a, a, a duty of care. Say it, duty of care. To, be, to ensure that we consistently behave in a way that, is conform, that, that conforms to the holy standard of God. And where do we find that? In the word, in the book of life. So someone please read for me. Leviticus 44, 11, verse 44 to 45. Please, you need the mic. Fast, fast, fast. And someone opened again to First Peter 1 to 16. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 44 to 45. Yeah. For I am the Lord your God. Yeah. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves. Yeah. And ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Mm-hmm. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping things that creepeth upon the earth. Mm-hmm. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt. To be your God, ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. For I am holy. Do not defile yourself with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Sin creeps upon mankind. Sin creeps into the soul of man. Backsliding does not occur in a day. Little by little, little by little, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Sin matters a lot to God. Because from the beginning, from the, from the garden of Eden, the desire of God is to be your husband, right? To be your overseer. To have a direct relationship with mankind without an interference or an interface. Pastor once said, spoke about that relationship here as Christ being the bridegroom whom we are expecting and no one can go with Christ except we are holy. I know that we're on the same page concerning that. So if we know that we want to go to, want to go with Christ as rapture, what are we supposed to do? Pardon? Be holy. And holiness is a thing we have to work at. If you love yourself, you go to the Bible, you read through, and find out what do I need to do. Not to be saved this time around. Many, many of us think that once we are saved, we are saved, and then you don't need to do any other thing. Some people say, 
All things are passed away and all things have become new. If you walk at your soul, when we are saved, we've had it here many times, that your spirit is saved. But your soul can contaminate your spirit. If the soul is so ridden with sins, that it doesn't matter. Those who commit suicide does not do so in a day. And I don't believe that any human being can actually take his life or a life without an influence somewhere. Before man takes action, something must have been whispering to that person. Before man going to sin, a spirit tells you to do it, right? So what is the level of the word of God in our soul that will make us to say, no, I'm not doing it? That's why I find it very funny when people commit crime and they, they are long arm of the law <coughs> arrest them and they blame the devil. So why is this devil so powerful? When the word of God is most powerful, the name of Jesus most powerful, and yet even believers easily blame the devil. When instead of accepting responsibility for actions or inactions, we look for the devil and blame him just because we know that the devil is nowhere to respond to you. We should be responsible for our action and inaction. Amen. The world is the way it is today because we like to assess mankind has learned to assess their actions. Look for someone to blame. Even in the church. Rather than being honest and saying, I have sinned. I'm falling short of the glory of God. What do we do? We look around for the pastor. Yes, the pastor is always a ready victim. A ready victim to blame for everything. Pastor is not teaching me enough. Pastor has no love. Pastor is not anointed enough to deliver me from sin. But do you acknowledge that you have a problem? The first step to deliverance in this life for many situations is to look at yourself in the mirror and say, girl, you have missed it. This one you have done is not in accordance with the dictates of the word of God. But rather than being responsible, what do we do? We look for someone to blame. Please, let's look at Peter, First Peter chapter 1. Verse 16. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Verse 16. Yeah. The Bible says, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Go to 17, please. And verse 17, and if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons, judgeth according to every man's work, Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. In fear. Is that all? Yeah. yeah. Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Freedom. Wisdom. The fear of the Lord will naturally prevent you from doing some things. Because the Bible says, be ye not deceived. God cannot be mocked. 
whatsoever a man sweat, he shall do what? He shall reap. The Bible does not contradict itself. Whatsoever, if you sow sin into your life, you reap sin. And sin is a powerful instrument that disengages us from the relationship we have with God through Christ Jesus. Fear God. When you fear God, you will know to do what is right. But what we have today, by the influence of the social media, as good as it may seem sometimes, is that people have come to see God as their mate. God is not someone you treat like a dog. Whose only role is to solve your problem? When God created Adam and Eve, all he created them for is to serve him. Worship is a service to God. It's a mandate, it's a mandate that God gave Adam and Eve. And they miss it, they fail it. They miss it at the first test. That failure is still alive in the life of mankind today. All we want to do is to do our way. To do those things that make us happy, but not fill us with joy. Many go to, many, many satisfy their soul, and they become depressed. When you start drinking, what do you think is the byproduct of drinking? Hangover. Hangover, headache, body ache, then little by little, depression. A print of beer today, by tomorrow you up your game. After a while, it goes beyond the print. Not knowing that you are defiling your body, the temple of the, of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God. Because God cannot cohabit with sin. Somebody say, uh, Paul said, uh, take, take a little wine for your infirmity. And that is the excuse of every backslider and many unbelievers. Did you bother to find out the kind of wine that Paul has the person to take? Is he alcoholic wine? Some people are filled with the Holy Spirit, yet they find comfort in whiskey. Anytime things are not going their way. They are workers in the church. They come to church on Sunday, they, they, they are filled with the Holy Ghost, they lift all their hands unto God, and yet, a little challenge, rather than going to God, rather than going to his word, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Did he not? He did. He did not resort into drinking. And he did not resort into blame game, like we do on social media. Hey, what is God, what is God doing? What is pastor doing? If God wants him to be this, should God not have created him to be that? Where is God in the fall of mankind? Is it God's fault after giving our ancestors the instruction not to do this and they still went ahead to do disobedience until tomorrow mankind is still disobedient to God? In spite of that, he loved us so much that he brought his only begotten son 
to redeem us back to him. And Leviticus 11.45 says, I am the Lord your God. Who brought you out of Egypt? Egypt represents the world. World of infirmity. World of oppression. World of wickedness. World of uncleanliness. As we have today. Everything that is happening in the world today has happened before. Go check your Bible. The Bible may not be so explicit as to what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. But we know that it was a wicked world. And that is why God had to come to send his angels to destroy those cities. The things that happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, they are even worse today. And God is still having mercy on us because why? Jesus. It's only because his son was sent to reconcile us back to him. So that we may not do what? Perish. But have everlasting life. Without holiness, it is impossible to please God. Let's not be deceived. Let's not deceive ourselves. Our coming to church now and then is to ensure that our spirit and our eyes, is, our spirit man is open and our eyes is open to the standard of God. And you are carrying that Bible about for you to read. Not for the pastor to read every Sunday or every service day. For you to read. Beautiful enough, if you like the Android phone that you cannot do without touching it as it has become the addiction of this present world, yes, there are online Bibles in different versions. There are even prayer sensors a lot, that will be sent to you in case you are too busy. But if you are not so busy as to go to your Twitter, to open your Twitter account, to go on Instagram, and to browse here, why would you be so busy as not to be able to feed your soul with the, a line from the word of God every day? But you know why? The flesh is always Warring against the spirit. A man desires those things that make the body happy. That make your flesh, that feed your flesh rather. Because the spirit, what feeds the spirit requires wisdom. Requires sacrifice rather. Sorry for that slip. Requires sacrifice. A Christian life or a Christian service is a sacrificial life. We go on evangelism. We leave our homes. We go and tell people. Sometimes we get insulted. Sometimes we disnub us. Yet we keep going. Not because of ourselves, but because of our heaven. Am I right? Not because we want them to come to your church per se, but because it is required of you as a service to God. That the grace that you have enjoyed, you must share with others. That is the mandate. Spread the gospel. Tell the perishing world of the good news of the resurrection, of, of, of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that people will be converted and thereby become holy and not miserable. 
Will someone talk with me to Obadiah? Obadiah 117. In case we think God is joking about the standard of holiness, he dwelleth in the highest place of heaven. And only those who are holy can approach him, can enjoy his presence. And it is our duty to work on ourselves and remove all those sins that easily beset us in order to enter the holiest of holy with God. Whoever is there should please read. Obadiah 1, 17 and 18. It says, But on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame. But the house of Esau shall be stubble. They shall kindle them and devour them. And no survivor shall remain of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken. Amen. Praise the Lord. Upon my Zion, there shall be what? Deliverance. And there shall be what? Holiness. Where is Manzion? Manzion is the city of God. That is where God dwelleth. And if except we walk our way unto that Manzion, we cannot enjoy the full blessings and the full benefits of being a believer. We cannot possess all our possessions. If any man deceive you that there is salvation elsewhere outside Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's all a lie and deception. As no one can say. The world can promise you anything. It can promise you silver and gold. Even though the world is stealing from God. Because God himself said it. That the silver are mine. And the gold are mine. And the ships upon the thousand hills. So when people in the other world. Force you to make and make false covenants. Or, in, or entice you to make false covenant in order to enrich yourself or be famous or, 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 or grant you what you think you are desires. They are only deceiving you. Whatever they are giving, whatever they are promised, is stolen from somewhere. The last time I checked my Bible, the devil cannot create anything. Are we aware that he does not have any original thing? All he does is to fake, deceive, and snare, and beguile. Because he knows that since the Garden of Eden, man relies on their eyes. They behold the fruit and see that it is good. And because this size is always deceiving, there's something called optical illusion. I'm not an optometrist, I'm not a scientist. Yes, optical illusion is the less you see. The more you see, the more you look, the less you see. Thank you. That is, nothing in this world is real. It's just an illusion. If anyone promises you that if you do this or you convert your blood or you do that, they are, going to, they, are, they are going to put you on top of the world. 
Well, maybe they'll be able to do that for, for just a season. You cannot occupy that place forever. And after that promotion comes disgrace, as we have seen with the people of the world. Because whatever God does not give man, and you try to influence through the other world to get, we ultimately end in perdition. And that is why the mouth of children are set on edge today. Because the fathers, they have eaten sour grape through covenants, agreements, compromise that obtains favor from the devil. That gives them favor from the devil at the risk of their descendants. So, if the world is skewed against some people today, it is not God. If favor is not, does not seem to be forthcoming after a hard day's work, don't blame God. Do not blame God. Get back to your Bible. Do some spiritual research and begin to pray concerning your life. The era of the blame game is over. Jesus ensured that. There's nothing that you want from God that he has not given as far as our salvation is concerned. He created everything beautiful, did he not? And he gave us every instruction not to do this, just as even we are reading, we are going to read in this Bible this morning. But we are going to see how many of us, we are going to ask ourselves, is it an internal, internal restructuring, internal cleansing, Cleansing process. That is why holiness is defined as a process of confronting the demons within. The enemy within, the enemy of, of man, most times is inside of man. Do we agree with that or we have a problem with that? Attitude. Attitude. Upon man's eye, there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. And there shall be a fire. That is when you are filled with the word of God, you are filled with the presence of God, you become fire to the enemy. You become untouchable. You become a prayer warrior. And no one can force you to pray except you want to pray. Right? If you want grace, ask for grace from above. If you desire anointing and the presence of God, you work at it. Because this Bible is your manual. It's our manual. If we can read this Bible over and over and over again, things will happen in our life. And if you can pray, if it's a deliverance issue, God will work it out. God is not so unrighteous as to forget our labor of love. Is a righteous God. He's a holy God. But he will not compromise our his standard in order to satisfy us. We have a lot to do as believers in order to get upon them and Zion. Where there is deliverance, where there is holiness, where alone we can possess our possession. And who, again, 
can ascend that who again can ascend that holy hill let's look at some 24 the holy hill is for everyone but not everyone will get there in our service to God not everyone will possess their possession it's not God's fault it's not the pastor's fault it's not your brother's fault it's not even the fault of the devil it is because we need to work more on ourselves and on our relationship with God are we there can someone read Um, yes, you can read from verse 1. Psalm 24. <clears throat> yes. The earth is the Lord's. Yeah. And the fullness thereof. Yeah. The world and they that dwell therein. Exactly. For he hath founded it upon the seas mm -hmm. and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully? He shall receive the blessing of the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Amen. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek, seek thy him. face, O Jacob. Amen. Lift up your heads, O ye no, gates. Thank you, sir. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. I know you are enjoying that verse. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? We have read that God is holy. And we have to be holy. And he also said that he dwelleth in the highest place, Mount Zion. So, and if our blessing is upon that Mount Zion, how are we going to get there? What can disturb us from getting there? Who shall ascend that hill? That is a question. That David was asking that question. Please, what is the answer? Read again. <laughs> He that hath clean hands yeah. and a pure heart, and a pure who heart. hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor yeah. sworn deceitfully. Do we see ourselves in any of those pictures? Are your hands clean? Are you not owing anything or owing any man? What is your thought towards it? The thought of your heart towards another man. Do you truly, truly in your heart want the other person to be lifted up when he's begging bread from you every day? Or you are just happy to be oppressing the person, giving, oh yes, that makes me feel big. I'm the one servicing, feeding him now. An opportunity come for your brother to get another job, you block it. Why? Because he's now dependent on you. And you're enjoying the superiority complex of being the one to feed your brother. Yes, in the house of God, it happens. Do you think the world stops at your feet alone and all the blessings of heaven and earth should become yours alone? Are you envious? Are you bitter? Are you the type that cannot stand another person looking good? Their sisters in the church who really cannot stand another sister so intolerant and their brothers who just want to use their position to oppress and yet 
they want to possess their possession, they want the blessings of God. But the truth is, the Bible says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Whatsoever, that is Jesus Christ's command, we are still going to look at it, whatsoever you do not wish to be done to you, don't do it to another person. Jesus said, this is the law and the prophet. That is, have empathy. Put yourself in the shoe of another person. Mourn with those who mourn. Laugh with those who laugh. If there's any problem anywhere, do you have a right to solve it or you just throw money at it and say, I don't want to get involved. Don't trouble me. I'm too much to sweep the church. Thank God we don't have believers like that in this place. We are all cleaners, are we not? Yeah, in the house of God. Humility is the key to assessing the presence of God. The Lord God said, Moses is the most humble of men. He said he's the most humble of all men. That is why he appeared to Moses and spoke to him face to face. And yet, in spite of his humility, he had some other problem, other challenge, from another internal demon, which is anger. We are aware anger, as good-natured as he is, as he was, when God wanted to wipe out the whole generation of unbelievers among the children of he interceded. God said, I will give you, I will raise unto you a nation through your loins, because I love you so much. Yet he interceded that God should not do so. Please, beloved, how many of us will not rejoice as ye, <laughs> free of charge, open check, and be given an opportunity to own the whole world? Ah, please, God, wipe them off. Yes, many believers will do that. We will not. Let's be sincere. The opportunity to own a private jet comes your way. And they say, ah, would you prefer a sister to be healed? Or you take this, ah, there, give me my private jet. I've been believing God for it for long. Ah, uh ah. -uh. I've become a celebrity in this country. Me too, we gain clout on the internet. Because this is a selfish and adulterous generation. A selfish and adulterous generation seeketh after his own game. We don't care. A lady was shot in the Kaduna train incident. And she, the, that medical doctor was requesting for prayer. Please, I've just been shot. Pray for me that I may survive. And people were abusing, abusing her that she only wanted to gain clout. Where is our humanity? And I'm sure, I'm very sure, some of those abusers will be Christians too. Where is our humanity? Where did mankind miss it? Believers, let's be more compassionate. Let's open our hearts to God and the attributes of God. The key attributes of God are holiness and mercy. Mercy is an important attribute of God. If a believer does not have mercy 
on an unbeliever or a believer, then you are not yet a believer. We need to work at ourselves. And that's that seem right. Are you one of those people that believe that he saw them right? What if it happens to you? I felt so bad when I read all these stories of what people were abusing somebody in the throes of death, in the pain of death, that you only wanted, in the comfort of your own room or your office, somebody says he's in pain and you cannot spare a second to pray, to encourage her. All we care about is me, me, me. Self-esteem. We need to help ourselves. We cannot say, may the Lord help us. If I say that, everybody will say amen. Are we? Where is God? Where is the court of God in all this? We need to be more receptive to the feelings of others. Empathy. Someone looks unhappy and you are so busy, you can't even find out. I can see you are frowning today. Is there any is there any problem? Eh? Me to have my own problem. People are always going about with problems. And yet we cannot leave our own body aside and attend and heal the pain of another. Yet yeah, Jesus Christ, whom we claim to serve, laid down his glory in everyone, came to this world to bear our pain, to take our pain and sorrows, and reconcile us unto God. We feel so entitled in this generation. We believe everything belongs to us and nothing to the other person. And that is why people will borrow money they will not pay back. They borrow money, borrow loan online, and they stop using their account. Believers, they stop using their account. I've had reports, yes. Some even change SIM card or block that card. That's card that you use as your contact point. They use as their contact point. Yeah, unbelievers. And some buy, they don't pay back believers. In the church of God, buying from fellow Christians, and when it's time to pay, you can't pay. You say the person is harassing you. If you don't want to be harassed, why are you buying on credit? Because credit is safe. Buying on credit, it's not the idea. It's seen before God. Let every man be content. Hmm? Be content with what you have. Covetousness is a sin. It's covetousness that will make a man to buy what he does not need or buy what he cannot pay for. This is different from the credit system of the Western world. In the Western world, your money may be in your account, but because it's part of their system, you have to borrow. Your borrowing is financing some other needs. The interest on your borrowing is financing some other needs. That's different from here, where people buy things and they refuse to pay. And we call ourselves believers. Many things hinder Holiness, for the holiness of God from flowing into our life. And that, the principal person, is you and me. Nobody else. 
because this matter we are discussing is a will, is a matter of wills. To whom you yield yourself, ye are the servants thereof. If you yield yourself to sin, you become a servant to sin. If it's food that you love too much, you become a servant to food. And if you have a particular food that you love that you cannot do without, you become so weak at the sight of that food. I wish we will yield more to the word of God and become a servant of God in true truth and in deed so that the work of perfection that Jesus Christ came to do in our lives will be manifest. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands. Clean hands and what? Pure heart. So what is your heart saying this morning? Towards God, towards man. The Bible spoke of having a conscience devoid of offense. Towards God and towards man. So it's not your relationship with God alone. Whatever you do to man, you are doing to God. Huh? Set your relationship right in every sphere. Your vertical, vertical relationship and your horizontal relationship. A man is as strong as his down line. Are you aware of that? You have to nourish your down line. Don't wait till someone did you are sending on errand cries to you that he is hungry before you offer him food. He's not your slave. God is just making him available to run your errands. And without him running that errands, running it well the way you want, you will not be Mr. Big Man. You realize even the office assistant is as important as the MD in the scheme of things. If you think it's not important, wait till your fire disappear. But they fail to switch off the lights. When all have gone home, someone is shaking their head. The crisis are result from that. When bosses become bullied, they have no one to boss around. Because those you think do not have any choice. Everyone has a choice in the long run. We all do. They can sabotage you. They can walk away. And then you'll be left to grapple with the rock. Then people will be asking you, what, boss, what kind of boss are you? What kind of relationship do you form with your people? It's no big manism to oppress people. Because the God we serve does not oppress us. He has given us a free will. And he expects us, he expects us to use that free will to the advancement of mankind. The world has become bullish. And our, 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 our communication with each other has become bullish. When I go on the internet sometimes and I see the kind of abuses that commenters or commentators make on each other, and I wonder, if you have physical access to this person, will you not stop the person? Communication without grace, without fear of God. Fear God. 
revive him. When you fear God and revive God, your relationship with mankind, with fellow man, will be easy. You will not see yourself as being superior to anyone. Moses, in the midst of all the trials that the children of Israel gave him, was he pleading for them? Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. God will not come down again to come and meet you. He dwells in the holy of holies. He sent his son. He sent the Holy Spirit to lead you back to him. And we have to do that by ourselves. By working on those internal demons that prevent us from being holy. We are going to look at those demons. We are going to look, of, look at what they are and what they represent. And how are we going to achieve this Herculean task of climbing the hill of the Lord? Let's look at the book of Romans. Romans 12. Romans 12, verse 1 to 13. Quickly read. Romans 12, 1 to 13. Yeah. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Mm -hmm. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, for he that exhorted on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness, let love be without dissimulation. Sorry, dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, 
continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, giving to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind. Thank you. Okay. You are the, the scripture has said it all. You have read it all. What to do? Paul is appealing to the Romans. He's not addressing unbelievers. He's addressing Christians. That is why he used the word brethren. I beseech you and appeal. I appeal to you, brethren, by the masses of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. The actual word there is present. That is the verb. Present yourself. So if you don't make yourself available, how can the grace of God flow through you? God cannot force you to make yourself available if you are always busy. Big men are always busy. There's a, a, there's a saying in those days, they say, a madman will always have something to do. If you ask him, where are you going to say he's going to his in-law's house? Many busy people are like mad fellows. Because at the end of the day, ask them what did you achieve today? All they have to say is, I'm tired. Why not yield your members to God? Yield your time to God. Present yourself to him. He will keep you out of some of those troubles. The time you spend in the presence of God are times that the devil would have grabbed you. And you think if you have been somewhere else, you would have been making millions? No. Even those millions you are making, it is not made in the way of God. People see Lucy's. Are you aware? Ponzi schemes. Is that not the rage of your time now? Many are crying online. They've bought into scams. They've invested into non-existent projects. And I say, why is this thing a recurring decimal? In our own time in the 90s, it happened. And in your own time, children, it is happening also. People work hard and they put their money in Ponzi. If you ask them to come and pay title or give offering, also, <laughs> yes. Oh, for a time that the pastor is broke. His pastor and his household that is hungry wants us to come and support him. But you prefer to take your money to Ponzi scheme. Where is God to blame? I learned some people are committing suicide. You are shaking your head. It's true. And yet, yet, if you invite them to church, and all those pastor people, I prefer to put my money. The Bible says, put your money in heavenly treasures where most shall not, shall not eat. Where to not rust. And for any time that the pastor asks for money to support the gospel, the pastor is broke, the pastor is hungry, the pastor is a thief. So the scammer that took their money is not a thief. A couple even relocated to Jamaica. They already bought house. Bought everything in Jamaica. Now they are fighting to get the girl and her husband back. One even says she prefer to go to jail. I'm not really interested in the details of what happened because I just know it's the folly of every generation to trust the arm of flesh. Now, the, whether it's even your own money, some people are investing. I don't know. 
Because if you work hard and you earn this income, you will pray and your head will be straight before you invest. You only lose money that people invest anyhow. So if you, the, the Paul is saying that he's beseeching you, pleading with you, make yourself available. If pastor asks you to come to church, it's not because he's hungry, he, he likes your food. It's to prevent you. The words we are hearing today is a guide, is it not? To guide us. For us to know what we should do in our Christian service. Present yourself, a, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. If it's not holy, it's not acceptable unto God. You can have the whole money of the world. But if you are not living in holiness and righteousness, you have no place in God. Such a person may be buried in coffin of gold. His way to hell fire his express way. Unhindered. No roadblock. No road check. The way we live our life on earth is what determines what determines and our relationship with God determines what awaits us in the afterlife. Don't think it ends here. Our life continues in the spirit world, in the presence of God the Father, worshiping and praising among the angels. So when, you, when, when some ignorant children say the devil tell them to go and end it all and they end it all, it doesn't end. It only continues in hell fire. Present yourself a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The service of your body, the service of your heart is the first service. Not so much as in giving, as in good works. If it's good works and giving of philanthropy, Christianity is not the only one that preaches that. Do you know? Even people in the occult, they do philanthropy to gain advantage, to use the soul of men. And some fool themselves that. Once I do, I do good work. Once, once I, once I give to the poor. Once my my good work is more than my bad work. My, there's no way to heaven except through Him. He came to this world, left His glory in heaven, went to Calvary, shed His blood, bore our infirmities, and all the insults for our sake. Does that not resonate with you? Do you ever think about God and the sacrifices he made for you? Just for you to be able to call upon a name that is above every other name. Jesus Christ. The name that is above every other name. No other name can equal to it. Because it is written, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And that is not it's not an euphemism. It's not a burst word. It's not a semantic. Every knee in heaven and on earth shall So every knee that is in the life of every one of us that is hindering our conformity to the holiness of God, we are going to address this morning for just five minutes. Five minutes. There are many knees in the life of human beings. Inherited needs, the one we inherit from our forefathers, 
the one that those inherited needs invited to come and join them. Yeah. You think life is just the way it is? Some things have happened in time past to determine what is happening now. And what is happening now determines what is going to happen in the future, except we take a position and begin to say no. In my time, in my generation, I put a stop to your activity. Except we do that through prayers, through living sacrifice. A sacrifice is not a convenient exercise, is it? We do vigils as a sacrifice. You come here, you pray. That's those are sacrifice acceptable unto God. We pray, we fast. And while we are doing that, our heart must be good. Our heart must be what? Good. And we must not conform to this world. We must transform our mind with the word of God. Do not let the world determine your standard of living. Don't let what you see on Twitter or Instagram, read on Twitter or see on Instagram, determine your response to the things of God. Because that is another need in the life of this generation. It's a stumbling block to many youth. When fake people go on the IG and parade, stolen jeeps, stolen duties, Yahoo money, and they claim to buy private jets, and then your blood pressure shoot up, and you begin to cry. God, I don't know why you have not answered me. Even common job you have not given me. Ha, the job I'm playing, is a, a, the job I'm doing is sacrificing a job. I need another job you're not giving me. Look at this smart boy. When did he pass out of school? He's now riding jeep. He's now having private jet. He's not, don't you know they borrow those things? Some are rented, some are stolen. I read of late on the internet. Some cars were stolen in Canada. And they found their way to Nigeria. Yeah, spirit, soul, and body, the cars are. They are in Nigeria. And I salute. If the intelligence and the persevering spirit of these crooks, crooks can be deployed to the things of God, the world will be a better place. For you to go to, to study a man who parked his car and bypass all the, all the security, one donor in Canada said, man, you respect this brazo. <laughs> that someone can just bypass all the gadgets and enter his car. They describe the thing scientifically, but I don't have that uh, memory to retain them. And drove his car from his own garage. They've been lying in wait for him with all the security and cameras. I'm sure the interpols are on their trail, and very soon we'll be hearing news. Because fingerprints will speak. Yeah, I say, a criminal is a fool. If you have brain and you are wise, you're not going to cry. Because the world has gone beyond uh, where does it live. As we are speaking, people know where we live. They know what I'm doing as I'm speaking. Even Google will send me monthly schedule of my movement. 
At the end of every month, my BVM will show. I touch this thing now. If 1,000 people touch it, they will trace how many people stole this. You know. If it's stolen, this answer will reveal how many people touch me. So when going to crime, and when you are now caught, they are now crying, hell is the devil. From when the devil spoke to you, I said, this devil said, you should be tired of mankind. Every time they lie, but he's the father of all liars. He taught them to lie. So maybe he's responsible in a way. So let us give our lives to the service of God in a holy way. Let's not be deceitful. To the grace that is given unto us, let's not deceive each other. If you are hungry, tell me I'm hungry. Don't pretend that, no, I'm okay. Let's uh, somebody go and mock me here. I was one that feed him yesterday. It will kill us. Say it as it is. No pretense. Those things you are seeing on Instagram and reading on Twitter, they are optical illusion. Somebody says he's living in uh, Kenny, Banana Island. That's the dream of most young children. I don't know. Without working, they want to ride jeep and live in Banana Island because they think that is heaven. Heaven is better than Banana. Work for heaven. And then when the truth, she said, she said she had bought a house in Banana Island and the, the internet was very busy praising her achievement until they kicked her out. She was, she was not even on rent page. She went there to Scott, attached herself to a rich man. Didn't work. Until they kicked her out. But something happened and the house had to be prepared for something. And I said, okay, how many, how many, how many children have been deceived by this girl's lifestyle now? How many have been running the race of Banana Island? Let's, let God be truth and all men be liars. Let us reorder our priorities. Please, before we go, let's look at the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 4. Twenty-four to thirty-two. Okay, I can read now. And that ye put on the new man. Let me start from twenty-two. From twenty, actually. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful loss. Deceitful what? Loss. Loss of the flesh. I want, I want, I want. Verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on a new man on the Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and what? True holiness. True what? Holiness. True holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, 
Neither I give place to the devil. Did you hear that? Receive the devil. Ah, why should believer be saying the devil, the devil, the devil? You receive the devil. The devil has no address. If you receive him, he will move elsewhere to a weaker vessel. And you can only receive the devil by the word of God in you. So spend time with the word of God. Let him that stole steal no more. Please let it that place together. Steal no more. But rather, let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needed. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and give not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another. Be ye what? Don't waste your brother ask you for a meal ticket before you tear one for him. Be ye kind one to another. Tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has what? Forgiven us. Let him that still see no more, but rather let him labor. Walking with his hands, the thing which is good that he may give to him that needed. It's only in this generation I see so many people celebrate evil, celebrating stealing, celebrating Yahoo. And you want to tell me there are no Yahoo people in the church? They are, except if not bothered to look very well. Not in this church anyway. Yahoo people don't stay where. The truth of what God's word is being preached because they know the Spirit of God will find them out. Go to those exotic churches. I won't name names. Where the kind of car you bring is the reason you are a Christian. Let him that still still no more. It is good to walk and earn your pay. He that steals or takes loan that does not pay back is a thief. He that takes and does not return is a thief. If you borrow, return. If you want the person to give you, ask plainly. Please, can you give me this? If he cannot give you, he will tell you. How do you say, Sister, can you, you bring that thing? Yeah, I forget it at home. I forget it at home until the person becomes William. And we even forget to ask you again. Or we forced to release that thing because you are not willing to return. There are a lot of vices in Christendom. And we need to work at ourselves. From the pastor to, to the new convert. And covetousness is the principal vice. Envy. Covetousness. I want to be like, I want to bring my own jeep. Who told you they ride Jeep in heaven? Or it is that Jeep that God will use as your um, for writing your visa. I read of recent that a certain man, I will not call him a man of God, 
is issuing visa for rapture and is charging his members 310,000 naira. Yes, police invited him. I follow up on the story. Yes, police invited him. First minute down, servant of God. To be issuing visa, the kingdom of God is free and charging money for people to miss rapture. He said the, the, problem, the problem of the members are too many. <laughs> Does that make sense? But then we are, no, we are in an era of mixed multitude where anybody can call himself anything as long as you have access to the social media. Yeah, you become an instant celebrity. And that is the mind with which people want to become a, a man of God or a pastor to be celebrated, not for Jesus to be celebrated, not for the God of this, the God of our calling, the God of heaven to be celebrated. That is when you hear minister, I am, I am my car, my house, my who, my ha, my he. And they give, the only testimony you hear from them is material testimony. God is not interested in how many things you have because naked we all come to this world. How are we going back? Naked. Naked. N-A-K-E-D. So when you are hungry or you are covetous for anything, remember that you are not going to take that thing away. The shoes you value most, the clothes you value most, somebody else will wear it. If by chance you kill yourself with covetousness and envy. Because it is not the will of God for you to die early. But whoever does not be is not content with the blessings of God but wants to add some other sorrows to it by consulting some altar in order to gain undue advantage, will soon find himself first in the hospital. If the person does not die suddenly by cardiac arrest, it could be some slow degenerating diseases that arose from stress of living, stress of wanting, wanting, wanting. And I pray that the God of heaven will keep us holy. It's not a prayer, actually. We have to work at our holiness. But we need to be available for God to work his work of righteousness in us. Please let's stand up and begin to confess your sin, though.